Today on Kitchen Table Talk for Project Politics, we've got two guest speakers. We've got Andy Garcia, Lynette Yurt, and our fantastic host, Sydney Yurt. Thank you so much for being here, guys. Let's get this party started. Okay. Ooh, you know what we should do? This is completely like, sidetracked. Do you like flea markets? Oh! When was the last time we went to a flea market? Let me take you to Hispanical, please. Uh, been there. Which one are you talking about? Uncle Charlie's over in Bolingbroke. Montana Charlie's. Montana Charlie's. All right. Okay. Who knows? I love Uncle Charlie. Montana Charlie. I fucking love it there. That's a good one. There's also one in Aurora that's really good. The Hispanic one, yeah. Well, on the topic of other cultures and lovely food, welcome to our different countries. Okay. Let's talk about immigration. In are we recording right now? Yes. I thought you wanted this off. Let's talk about immigration in, like, the most general sense of the term. Okay. So, say there is a country, just a country, and they have really, really tight immigration. What is the first thing you think of that country? Like, who has tight immigration? No, like, what is the first thing that you would think of? Like, your impression of that country. I would think... Let me cut you off. Like... If they have a really tight immigration system, it just seems like they're trying to keep themselves secured. Okay. Which is not a bad thing. You know, they're trying to keep themselves safe. They're trying to keep themselves away from any dangers, which okay. makes sense. I mean, that goes for every country, I suppose. That's why they okay. have immigration processes. Okay. Mom? I think a country that has a tight immigration process, too tight almost, mm-hmm. all right, can hurt the people that are inside of the country. Okay. They can't grow. Mm-hmm. They okay. can't yeah. learn. They can't learn new policies. There's no diversity They're of stuck. thought. And that dictatorship or that um, that leadership is, in fact, intentionally stunting the growth of the people. And I don't think that that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe it. Okay. So. Kind of expanding on that. Like. My family in Mexico, they've always been talking, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, they're like, oh, you know, he's from the U.S., this and this and that. Yeah. They never got to experience what it's like to be out here. Mm-hmm. So even it's like, still? Even still. To this day. It takes years, years for you to No, get yeah, I know it's a pretty it's tough a process. process. Paperwork, you know, cost after cost, payment after payment. I especially. think, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But. From what I know, it's just a lot of bureaucratic red tape. Like, going through all these different processes, doing the lottery, but the lottery being kind mm-hmm. of corrupt, a meritocracy, however you see it. Like, doing it based on merit, how it can become easily corrupted by people who pay a lot of money or whatever to get into that lottery or something like that. It can be easily corrupted. Yeah. So, going to the flip side of things, a country with really, really, say, I guess if open borders is the most extreme version of this immigration sort of policy what would you say about like a country that had open borders like entirely just anyone can come in whatever you need to do with respect to like minor red tape here and there like they have very minimal policy you want to go well i feel like if they were to leave open borders i mean anything can happen third world also yeah that's true they're still okay. they're still stuck in their old original customs. oh yeah very like, it's been the same for generations 
like you're saying in a like in places like Syria and places like that? Syria, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, stuff like that. There's a reason why those locations and I get I'm not and I'm not saying all of them. There's a reason why they're a little bit more advanced than us. Um Syria? Dubai, specifically. Oh, you meaning like technology based? Well, yeah. And like it's all, I'm talking about specific like they're just like they're they're what are they what's the word? Try not to lose track of your question. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to look up like some Dubai. Like well, I guess I can say because they have s- certain restrictions and rules and laws and stuff in Dubai that are so different from here. Mm-hmm. Look at how more advanced Dubai is. So okay, I get what you're saying. So the fact that so this says that visas are simply just a stamp on a thing saying you can stay here for 90 days in dubai that's right. basically all that yeah. is in dubai. Oh, yeah. Yeah. like super easy and you're saying that that has contributed to their amount Success. of advancement and everything exactly. that they have like scientifically by no, giving them sense. such a short period of time to visit lets them worry less well because it says they can stay for even 180 days and then I get, I'm assuming you can Unless you get, it I guess, some sort of document to let you live there or something. I'm sure it's something like that. Something like that. So it's but, like, if you, unless you, if, unless you are an actual citizen of Dubai, then of course you can be a part of their uh, customs. That's how it is in Qatar too, though. Yeah. Like. And a lot of places are like that still. Not but really. if you're not a, when it comes down to citizenship, if you are not blood Qatarian, you cannot be a citizen there. And you cannot own business. You cannot own land. Yeah, exactly. So they, they strictly keep it either family-based or, like, blood. Like, blood. Not really blood. Like, flesh and blood. Like, you're from there. It's yeah. like a Chicago being a Chicagoan, you know? Yeah. Or a New Yorker being a New Yorker. Like, people give each other stuff. Like, give each other crap. Because, like, oh, you're not a real New Yorker. Or you're not a real Texan. You just came to, you know, you came from Illinois to Texas because you wanted to own guns. and You know what I mean? So would you say that's a good policy or a bad policy to have? I mean, it can go both ways, honestly. Now that when you think about it, it's good in some ways, but it's also, like, very restricted in some other ways. Like, it's not fair in some other ways. Yeah. Because it's like, cool, you want to get in on this, but they won't let you. Because that's how it is, I believe, in Japan as well. Oh, yeah. Japan, I think, is the same way. So, on that aspect how would you view just necessarily as japan or qatar would you see them as like powerhouses and like diversity peaks and pinnacles of the world would you say they are both and to me personally i wouldn't i i see them as like top dogs really okay i see them as top dogs think about it the u.s is the u.s we've advanced for so many things in so many years like cool you know we've had certain letdowns again 9-11 you know Certain wars happened, World War One, World War Two, between Germany and the U.S., and we've gotten past that. But when you think about it, like, you, you know, you look back at our history, and then you look up back at the history of, like, Dubai. Same thing. They're so much more advanced because they have certain things that have been the same for such, such a long time. Mm-hmm. While, of course, we go through different presidents every, what, four years, I think is what it is, yep. right? So every four years, things change. Things are going to be different, you know, whatever. But, like, locations like Dubai, I've never really, like I said, I've never really had a lot of research on Dubai or Japan. But who's the president of Japan right now? King John or is that from... That is... Um, like I said, I don't do a lot. As far of... as I know, there's a prime minister. I believe they are a monarchy, a constitutional monarchy. Yeah, so then who, um... there's, they're in, like, they're in presidency for until death. It's a prime minister. Prime minister. Okay, so they're in, like, they're their elected. top dog... Until they're dead. We switch people every four years. Well, you know. Maybe we're committophobes. What's up? 
Maybe we're committophobes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like it's literally. Well, I mean, when you think about it, again, like they say to one guy, and this guy has the exact same rule for years and years and years. Well, that's and years. not how the prime minister works in Japan. I think you're thinking of. I mean, because that's not even. But I get what you're saying, like the consistency. It doesn't of, have to be specifically yeah. Japan, but like I'm like talking Qatar, about. Like Qatar, the Qatar is a monarchy. Yeah. They have a strong oil presence, so they can afford to pay their citizens a crap ton of money. That's what I'm saying. And to not cause a ruckus over taxes. Because or okay, see, that's what I'm saying. Like when somebody is in house, and I'm gonna just say that to make it easier. When somebody is in house until they're dead, it it keeps the rules the same for a pretty long. Pretty long time. I mean, okay. if he wants to tweak something cool, he'll tweak it, but it's the same rule. If okay. it continues for so many years, it's the same process, so things will either get better or get worse. Okay. So, would you agree to that? There was a lot of questions almost built into that, so let's yeah. go back to just the question and I'll be able to help. <laughs> it's so I got hard. a little carried away, but I just wanted to say that, honestly. Um... It was mainly just... I think it was perfect. How would you view <laughs> countries that kind of have that citizenship only sort of like... You can only be a citizen if you are blood related, basically. How would you view well, them like that? It could be both positive and negative, I mm. think. Um, like, what if the U.S. did that? What do you think would happen? I think, for one, people would be up in flames about it. Well... I do not view it as totally negative, no. Okay? Could the United States do something like that? No. That's not what our history is for. There's a reason why people want to come here. Yeah. So, is it, you know, it's positive in the sense because, just like you said, all right, They've got an oil thing going on over there. Yeah. Right? It's helping their own people. Yeah. I can okay. see that. It's their people are thriving to their culture. They're, they're not trying to beat each other down, trying to... Everyone is on the same page. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that that's really super helpful because it does create a little bit more of a team. Let's go team. Okay. Okay. Um, which... Like a homogenous sort of population. Very much so. Same culture, same... Very much so. Everybody's on the same page. Everyone has... Um, everyone is benefiting, as example, from ABC Oil Company. Okay. Okay. That's a good thing, yeah. right? People are getting fed. They're not trying to beat each other down for 500 bucks or whatever. Now I'm sure they have their, you know, perhaps. But I'm sure, the, you know, for, all, for the sake of the conversation, if the majority of the people inside of the country said, okay, this is it, um, if it works for them, it keeps their people safe and... There is less poverty, and people can grow from it. They have no desire to go to the United States. Mm -hmm. Everything that they have is right there. People who come to the United States are not from totally rich families. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They want yeah. more and they believe that they can have it here. Yeah. So that's what I think is the difference. When people have the things that they can thrive in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Why would you want to go elsewhere? That makes sense. Okay. Going so, off of, No, yeah. So going off of that, it's literally how my family is. You so know. in my, my family in Mexico, you know, some of them are like, oh, you know, the U.S. seems nice, this and that. And I, send them picture, I show them pictures of Chicago and, like, the city and everything. But it's like, they're like, you know, that looks like Mexico City, you know? Like, it's they the want to stay there. Exactly. So it's like, I'm used to this area. If I go over there, it's going to be somewhat the same thing. It's just going to be in the U.S., you know? Yeah. So it's like, they have everything they need there. They have, they have friends, family, food, stuff. Yeah. You know, what else could they need? So with the, with the stuff around them, what's the point of going to the U.S.? Yeah. Her vacation is one thing. You know, oh, yeah, but... of course, it, but at the same time, going like again, they have to get papers to go over there. Yeah, which is like a whole process, but okay. But as long as that country is thriving, uh-huh. it could work out to be a very positive thing. So you would say the U.S. having like more lax borders would be a good thing, like having having lax borders. I do not believe. Have, is okay, a... let me rephrase that. No, having more people having more access to the U.S. being able to come in easier and um, live here easier as citizens you'd say that's a good thing i do not believe that that's a good thing what do you i think? think that that's dangerous no? it is very dangerous okay because dangerous. people can come in and they could be like oh i want to come into the u.s yeah. and like okay. oh i want to see how it is to live here and the next so, thing you know they're the whole drug cartel thing going on so okay so then here's a very good question to lead me into some of my next points going into immigration in the u.s no. okay okay so how does illegal immigration impact legal immigration? So I don't know about any of your family, how they came to the U.S. or anything like that, but illegal immigration, how would you say that affects any legal immigration into a country? Oh, I have a oh, huge I am take like, on that. I am literally like, oh, I'm about to get in on this. Okay. It, it's like, well, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because, you know, it's it's our blood family, like yeah. our family from a different country coming into the U.S. to try and better themselves as a person. Some people do that to come into the U.S. to obviously get a life, start a job, have kids, this and that. Others come in just to smuggle drugs, right. ruin it for the rest of us. Yep. You know, my parents... Giving a bad name I was to just going to say, my parents, for the people uh, who are legal, and they're doing rap. the right thing... We're targeted. They're very much targeted. They lose family members. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is just a select few mm-hmm. to, to bust the system. Everybody. And the next thing you know, I mean... Even, for example, let's say Andy's family, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. Andy were to go illegally, or me, if I were to come in illegally, mm-hmm. okay, their family, I mean, their, your name is linked to the family. Do you think that family's not going to think about what is it going to be like if I come over? I mean, my name is there. He's related to me. I don't... It puts them at risk. It does. So, like, it's like, I mean, like, to continue based off of that, like, say somebody breaks, somebody, like, one of your family members jumps the border and comes into the U.S. They find that person. Yep. And they're going to go straight to whoever is living in the U.S. You're pretty much going to jail for harboring anybody. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. So, it's like, you know, with my parents, my dad fought for so many years to come to the U.S. Mm -hmm. My mom stayed in Mexico for, like, two years after he came in here. You know, he did it the right way. He got his papers. It's he got a everything lot of signed. work. It it's, is. it's a very long process. They came in at... What, my dad came into the U.S. at 18. Wow. By himself. No house, no money, nothing. Mm-hmm. He just started work. 
yeah. he started to work he found a friend that lived here in the u.s at the time and he stayed with him he stayed on a couch for pretty much almost a quarter of his life but that's Once, a legal way that's the legal way. that's a legal way yeah. and i feel like and um, he here but here not to interrupt no, you but think about andy's dad yeah. okay andy's dad had an automatic just huge weight off of his shoulders number one he did it right uh -huh. okay there's no running there's no hiding mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's none of that yeah okay his hands are clean good. okay um you have people who are doing it illegally from all over the world yeah mm -hmm. okay they have no identity constant running from the law breaking the law several different names that's not a way of living that's not yeah. no one wants to live like that okay so going into some of the current policy that the biden administration has been doing over the past month i believe in february the associated press citing the pew research center said that there was an increase of 168 mm -hmm. percent mm -hmm. from the month previous so increase of what increase of immigration to mm -hmm. the southern border Immigration or illegal immigration? Just a flood of immigrants. To the oh, board. you're talking about the people who, yes, yes. Who, like, rightfully Side. came in? Okay. I'm just saying, like, 168% increase no. of just they, the masses. It was masses amount of people that were just flooding to the border. Because coming in. Biden enacted this policy and Congress enacted this policy that, and my research isn't perfect on this, but I believe that if you come to the U.S. seeking asylum, then in three days you will be released into the interior awaiting trial. So within 72 hours you are released regardless. Okay. So there was no longer the holding pattern that the Trump administration had enacted right. saying that you need to stay in Mexico before you can be tried to come into the U.S. or to get your papers or wherever you cross the border into. So it's essentially looking at your backup before we let you into our country. I believe kind of so. But Honestly, from what I know, the Biden administration just made it a little bit, not basically a little bit, much easier for people to just come to the border, yeah. wait two and a half days, get into the inside. Right. And the prob and I believe the problem with this increase of immigration, because Biden kind of it kind of egged on the administrate or egged on the immigration through his campaign saying we're gonna open it up, immigrants are the backbone of our country, which they are. It's just, there was this onslaught of immigrants. Yeah. And with that, it wasn't even just Mexicans. It was, no. two-thirds of it were from Guatemala, Honduras, it was El Salvador, Colombia. It was plenty of other countries. And only, oh, it was a ton of countries. Oh, yeah. And that's accounting for children, too. Yeah. Like, the I think it said hundreds or so were 12 or below. Ugh. So I think that's a really scary reality. It's risky. It's risky for the kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, it's very, very... I understand, as a parent, I understand most want to have better things for their kids. Yeah. Okay. But that particular event was very dangerous to the kids, which... <clears throat> When you have something like that, the chances of having an accidental separation, okay, okay, is so great yeah. that 
you pretty much lost the primary reason of coming over when all sometimes people need to do is just do the right steps, have respect for the country that you want to go in. Because, let's face it, if you guys wanted to go live in Dubai, yeah. as an example, okay, would you walk into Dubai, would I walk into Dubai, in all of my Americanness, and all of your Mexicanness, thinking that they're going to adjust to me and they're going to adjust to you, that's unfair. It's disrespectful. There, yeah. You know? Just like when... Even when I went to Mexico, I did everything I could to be able to listen to what it was that they were saying. I am in their land. Mm-hmm. And you have to respect their land. You have to. You. If you disrespect their land, that's just a big, like, F you to them. It's a, you know? it, it most definitely is. And we have none of that. Yeah. We don't have that. We don't have the respect that other countries have of their own. Maybe because it's a less traditional. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. Let me get this question out before I forget it, because okay. I will forget it. Okay. So, people say that this nation is filled and the backbone is immigrants. It is a melting pot. It is. So, with that being said, yes. would you say that the lack of, I guess you could say respect in your terms, how she was saying, the lack of respect for the U.S.'s Western culture, would you say that's because there necessarily isn't a United States, like, <laughs> culture because people can argue that well this culture was built on immigrants it was built on native americans it wasn't built on the colonialism or any western ideas that we think it is so therefore i am here to add to that melting pot add to that identity to that diversity would you say that's sort of accurate no no Mm -mm. okay why why what? Why would you say no? I don't think that that has anything to do with the fact that because we lack culture. I mean, we have an incredible amount of culture here. Okay. And that diversity of, you know, of that culture is what makes the United States a pretty darn cool place to live. Okay. You know? It's the reason yeah. why it's called the United States. Um, it is supposed to be the group united together. Okay, that means acceptance. Mm-hmm. Think American Indians. Think you know, There's an acceptance. Okay, you accept their culture. I think it's a big deal, right? So every culture should have their place in the U.S.? Absolutely. Okay, I can agree with that, yeah. Absolutely. Like, they all need to have their piece of the pie. Like, this I, land is your land. Everybody right? has to have That's, their own piece I, of pie. I believe that without all of these cultures, it would it would totally suck to live here. I can agree, yeah. Okay, so leading into some of the ending sort of questions. Okay. We're running pretty far. Sorry. No, it's okay. You guys are I can good. go on about this stuff forever. No, this stuff is fun to talk about. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of make this a little bit more lax- Without arguments. Talk. Say that again? Without arguments. No, exactly. Like, I try to bring as many different opinions. I mean, I don't have many friends, but... (laughs) You do stop. (laughs) But I try to bring as many ideas here as possible. So... We should have done this in the group at dinner. I... Anyways. (laughs) Sorry. So, 
I want to hear your guys's ideal immigration policy. Like, if you could create a policy, what would it be? Andy, you first. Okay. Well, okay. Honestly, kind of the way it is now, like with Biden, mm-hmm. you know, definitely look at the person's background, where they're from, what they're trying to do. Look what, listen to what they want to say, like what their accomplishment they want. Like, like what their goal what is. What their goal is. What they okay. want to accomplish. You know, if they have a kid or if they have kids or if they have a family or they want to make a family, but, you know, your living situation and your, you know, financial situation isn't the best, you know. I mean, the U.S. is definitely a place that has been for generations a place to better, to better yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, of course, there's certain things in the U.S. that you can and can't do. You know, there's obviously, um, uh, what do you call it, situations in the U.S. where things can go bad. Okay. Elections, you know, racism, it's definitely a huge thing. So what would be one of the biggest, I guess, vetting processes? Whether it be Trump's version of a wall or a background check or something as minimal as just... Personally, I think you should, like, if I was the person, like, talking to a, let's say, like, obviously a Hispanic person. Mm-hmm. If I was talking to them, like, what is your goal coming to the U.S.? There you go. They tell me what they want. You know, what, they're, what they what want to get, what they want to do, you know. And I'm not saying, like, keep track of them, you know. Okay, just kind of, so, like, listen to them. Just okay. listen to the person. So being a little bit pessimistic, as usually Republicans are, we haven't been known as optimists. I happen to think <laughs> I'm pretty optimistic. But thinking the worst of people, like expecting the best, or expecting the worst, hoping for the best sort of situation. Okay. Say you're talking to somebody and they say... My intention is to get a job, do everything I can to survive, help my family out back in Mexico or wherever. But they come in and start slaughtering people. But we okay. don't keep track of them. Well, the thing is, is what I was like, I was trying to get to that. Okay. Look at their look at their background. Definitely look at their background. And even if you if you're in Mexico, it doesn't matter where you go. You still have like a record. You know, look okay. at their record. Look at their criminal record. Look at their just record. Like, just look at the record. If there's anything that you know, whether it's like. Um, I want to say attempted murder, but like you're a witness to something, definitely take that into consideration. Take definitely take those two, three, whatever days the way like it is currently to kind of investigate it, see what happened, what went down, who was, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Look, do a background check, definitely for sure. So you mentioned the three day policy, and I'm gonna get to yours, I promise. Yeah. You mentioned the three day policy. I want you to think of that three day policy, but. That's per immigrant. Three days per immigrant. Imagine the hundreds of thousands. It would of take time. It, it would take, take time. time more than three days. Yeah. To do a proper thorough search. I mean, even so, it doesn't have to be exactly three days. Okay, this is kind of just thinking. No, I'm just saying, yeah. like with the policy right now, if yeah. that's what it is from the research I have done, that's what it is. If that is the case, and they just stay there three days, even if their research is not done, mm-hmm. they are let into the interior. What do you mm-hmm. think about that policy? I don't like that. Don't like that? No. Why? Oh, I mean... Just because it's like just letting anybody into your house? It's like let, it's like that. giving them permission to be in your house next thing you know you're dead. Yeah. It's a waste of time. It's, it's a, waste a waste of, of time. money. It's, it's a, a waste, waste of space. It's waste. Okay. You're, you're giving somebody... Like if there's somebody that actually has... <laughs> you're giving somebody that... Bless you. Thank you. you have, you're giving that spot to somebody that is a killer... Rather than a, this other person that actually genuinely wants to come into the U.S., start a life and all that, it's just a waste of space. It's a waste of a, it's a waste of a position, and he's ruining it for the next person. Okay, I like 
that. You must. All right. So your ideal policy. My ideal policy? Your ideal policy. You're going to think it's a little extreme. Well, I want to hear it all. I'm here for the ideas. (laughs) I think an organization such as, (coughs) excuse me, United Nations. Okay. So we're getting into international organizations. Okay. Correct. Getting involved. Okay. I think that you that the United Nations should take a certain portion of funds from each country if it's possible. Of course, major third world is not able to contribute. However, I think the rest of the world should be able to cover their butts so that those smaller countries can in fact participate in this. I believe everyone should have a a number. A number. I believe everyone should have a number, and I believe that it should be used throughout the whole entire world. Like Kind of like Social Security. Very much so, but yeah. I think everybody gets a number like that is Like a universal identification. Yep, it is a universal identification. That's an interesting concept. It Sorry. Honestly, honestly, yeah, it sounds cool. Honestly. Thanks, man. I don't know. Hey, I feel like there's a lot of per- downfalls to no, that. No, 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 and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because there's a lot of countries that spend a lot of money to try to design all these social security numbers and birth numbers in Mexico and numbers in Japan. They're all separate, which is totally fine. The world cannot... Let me finish. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Right? It's my turn. Okay. Keep going. This number is international. Mm -hmm. This number will show... Just like Andy had said, NOAA background. Now, granted, it's going to take more money. It's going to cost some manpower. It's going to do that, and it okay. can happen. It is a lot. There could be, I, c- I could create a business to design something like this, okay? It is extreme. It's very futuristic. However, it, it would track. That. No, it, it would track work. that murderer. Straight to that person. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so think about saying. Think about the crime. Let me have fun with this. Think (laughs) about the crime that could potentially be solved or just like number seventeen was in this area. We know this. Scale back a little bit. Okay, think about for example. Let's say there's a lot of crime in Croatia. What if it could decrease crime there? What if it could decrease crime and then? We have an island that we send all of these criminals, and then the world can live in a small, in this wonderful, happy place. (laughs) And all these criminals are like on Alcatraz, and people want peace. That's peace. That sounds like some weird dystopian Hunger Games novel that I want no part. Yes! I want no part of that. That is is my book. Okay, I'll a write the scary book. scary <laughs> reality. It's, it's, it, it does sound no. extreme, but in all honesty, it is extreme. I, like, you I look think, at the work. I think in it is. Extreme. I think your heart is in the right place, and I love that so much about you. I love you so much. But, oh my god, <laughs> it makes me sound like that is so scary to think about. Whatever. Because think about it, we're already having trouble trusting international organizations. Think yeah. World Health, how Trump pulled us out of that. Because there were issues when it came to credibility when it came down to China. I realize so, that. Say we have this international number system. That comes down to just defining somebody as a number. You're not seeing them as a human with individual rights. It's dehumanizing almost. 
Mm, that's a different it's, topic. Because topic. then you're seeing like where everybody goes. It goes this down it, to it has nothing to do it, with rights, honey. It does because no. when you think about no. it, why should an international government have access to the U.S.'s citizens? Because it's sovereign no. power. It's sovereign okay, so identity. Honestly, okay, I get what you're saying with that. So going based off of that. I feel like if you let that number system just specifically in the country, but if you do go visit like Russia, they obviously have to keep track of you. You're not their number system. You're not in their system per se. You're not in like Russian system? You're not in the Russian system. They see you as the American. They can see where you are. They know your number. They know everything. Oh, so kind of like American one three seven six seven eight four nine. Exactly. And then exactly. Russian, but that same number, but it's like two different people. R. Right. Or, yeah, sure. Like, like you're thinking like. It can like, start with A or like they label it. Like if there's a. Like how there's 8,000 Joe Schmoes. Whatever it is. There's yeah. 8,000 Joe Schmoes and you could determine each one by their number and location. But Absolutely. A, but A, B, C, D, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I still feel like there's so many extreme. things. It sounds it's extreme. It doesn't just work out. Like I feel like there's so many variables that could be hacked. It could be. Because that's all depending on technology. And look at everything right now. It we is. are learning that technology is so. So dangerous. Yes. Oh. Now, I'm not saying that it wouldn't come without flaws. But all I'm saying is that number would show a history. It would show perhaps a little bit of, you know, not on human rights or anything like that. It's a, that part, that's a separate entity. This particular number is all I'm talking about. Not about separating it's protecting the countries because if russia sorry andy you're not russian but if russia were to see that j143 from japan was trying to come in so that he could smuggle in some drugs that history is going to be there. Like he'd have it marked on his history as like a red flag. You're saying from Japan. Yeah, Russia. It gives Russia a choice. It gives the America, the United States, a choice. Okay, I kind of get what you're saying. Okay? okay, protect your people. Mm. That's what every leader wants to do. At least yeah. they should do. That which is like, a good thing. This kind of like, okay. especially yeah. coming from you, Andy. I anticipated you to be a lot more lenient, progressive with things. Honestly. Why? Like, I don't know. I just did because typically, demographically speaking, like, children of immigrants are a little bit more progressive. They want the, like, they want things to be easier. And they should be easier. Like, I don't disagree. But they are easier. see, speak, okay, see, I am a, I'm a full, I'm a blood Hispanic. Yeah. And I was born in the U.S. Now, ask somebody that's full on... Hispanic that came into the U.S. It, things would be different. Things would be a thousand times different coming out of my mouth. I'd love to get your mom's really? opinion. Really? My like mom? Oh, no, opinion. yeah. Can think about it. I, I'm here sitting like, oh, you know, the border systems are... Like you have an experience crossing the border. I haven't experienced Going that, through the bureaucratic processes. Going like, like crossing the border, like going through the paperwork, going through this, going through that. Yeah. My words are just like, oh, change this because I don't like this. Yeah. To them, they don't care. Yeah. They just care that they're in the U.S. happy to be mm-hmm. getting a life. I'm over here complaining about taxes. You know, I'm over here complaining about the littlest things. How this is broken. I got to buy a new one. This is that. This is You know, I have that. What's the word? Simplicity? 
it's simple to me because I've gone through it. I'm, you know, progressing to like in the U.S. Would you say privilege? Privilege. I have the privilege. That's the word. Yeah. I have the privilege to be in the U.S. So now I have to do my part to progress myself. With them, they have to fight to get in here. And it takes forever to get in here. And once they get in here, they start off at zero. When I had the chance to, my parents, my parents brought me here. Yeah. I was born here. So I got the privilege by my parents and they taught me everything about my family over there. And, you know, I hate the fact that they're over there and they have no permission to be here. And I hate that. Yeah. But like, because I grew up here in the U.S., I'm like, I'm sitting on my, I'm sitting in my room playing Xbox, you know, doing my own thing while there's people out there busting their asses Mm -hmm. working Day and night to just yeah. try, just to try to get in here. Yeah. I had the simple life. I'm not gonna lie, and it sucks personally. Not like I, like I'm not saying like my life sucks. I'm just saying it sucks that yeah. others have to fight to get to where I am at today. Sure. I got the privilege to be in here, and I do accept it, and I definitely pay it back to my parents for giving me the life that I have. Yeah. But it's just completely unfair to the to those that want to come in here, you know, yeah. because they're 18, 19, 20 years old. I see, to me, in my eyes, I see my mom. I see my dad. Mm-hmm. That's literally them at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And they're telling, and they're getting told, no, you can't come into the U.S. Mm-hmm. And then they're getting told, go back. They're getting yelled at for being Hispanic. They're doing this and that. Back in the day when my parents came in here, there was none of that. Oh, okay. There was none of that. Okay. They came into the U.S. He got my, my they have, like I'm saying, nowadays they have their papers, they have everything. Mm-hmm. Racism is at an all-time high. Like, oh yeah! Back when my parents came into the U.S., it wasn't as bad as it was today. Okay. You know, my dad came into the U.S., worked, slept, worked, slept, worked, slept. Didn't have any sort of complications. Mm-hmm. Finally, got enough money to bring my mom into the U.S. Mm-hmm. Finally, got enough money. My mom was my mom was working. My dad was working. They both were able to find stable jobs. They both worked day and night. They got a house together. They had my older sister. Mm-hmm. Over the years, they kept working and working and working. My mom got pregnant with me. Mm-hmm. She was working at a freaking nerds factory. <gasps> Wonderful. When she was pregnant with me. Maybe that's why you're so nerdy. Do you oh, see but... this? Maybe. No. <laughs> my mom was working when she Candy was pregnant factory. with me. And my dad was still working. Mm-hmm. You know? I was working at a candy factory when I was pregnant with her. Exactly. But I was here already. I know. But at the same time, everybody starts different. Yeah. I just want you know? to. That was really cool. Exactly. I hope to talk to your mom about that. <laughs> she told me like she was working at the nerds factory when she was pregnant with me. This is when they're still fresh into the U.S. Yeah, from yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Fresh. And I was growing older. You know, I was growing older, older, and older. And then my mom obviously had to like retire, not really retire, but she had to, she had to be a, a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. taking care of my older sister and me. And then that's when my mental capacity starts. I remember being in the house in Aurora as a little kid running around and they had to move because I kept falling down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I remember coming into the house that I'm at currently with my parents and growing. That house means so much to me because I grew up in that house. Yeah. We built the backyard. Because my dad finally was busting his ass to work. Mm-hmm. He was working. He was working so much. And that's where I am at today. So what, my, what I'm saying is I definitely had a childhood here in the U.S. So it's 100% different. Over there, and I can say from experience, my cousins at 12, 13 years old, they're working at construction sites. Mm-hmm. 
making tacos, making tortillas, making bricks. I didn't have to do that. Right. I had it simple. I'm over here as a technician because I chose to be an automotive technician because they gave me options. Right. I can be an engineer. I can be a uh, scientist. I can be whatever I want Mm -hmm. because I have that to my uh, my hands. I have the opportunities. My parents worked. You know, I'm a a legal U.S. citizen. I have papers. I can do whatever I want. Right. I can do anything I want. They come into the U.S., they have to work. They have no permission to go to school. They have no mm-hmm. permission to go anywhere. They don't have choices. They have to go find whatever job they can get just to survive. Mm-hmm. Whether it's McDonald's, whether it's a construction zone, whether it's even a janitor. They don't have to have papers to be a janitor. They don't have to have experience. All they got to do is clean. Mm-hmm. All they got to do is make burgers. Right. So sounds- you see what I mean? Like, like it sounds like... You're ha- like you have a lot of different views on it. Hundred percent. Because you have a lot of background on mm-hmm. it. Because uh, there's just it's such because an intense and like critical topic to talk about, and I it think is. it's so interesting because there's so much intertwined with it. Like economics, if you, jobs. If you were to talk to my mom about this, I'm sure she'll probably tear up on you because oh my she, gosh, I would love to hear the story. She <laughs> fought so much. I to died. keep their heads up. They got, you know, buying furniture, buying food. My dad barely survived, mm-hmm. you know. Well, but he still managed to get my mom into the U.S. And now we're here. Yeah. So. Well, I think this has been a very progressive and very, very, uh, <sighs> what's it called? Eventful. Eventful. Project Politics Talk at the kitchen table. Absolutely. I think it's been a good one. Thank, thank, thank you. It was for thinking of us. Thank you for coming <laughs> to my little... Politics TED Talk. I appreciate podcast. it. Podcast. My little oh, podcast. Too bad we don't have microphones. Hopefully, I'm working on it. Maybe Tune next week. Tune in next week. Tune in next week for our issues on... Can we do it again? 